Nobody asked for this conversation to continue between Aaron Wong and Brandon Hutchins. Nobody asked for them to challenge each other to cover songs and make fools of themselves. Nobody asked for them to get so much wrong about music. But here we are, so I will correct them. Nobody asked for Aaron to use the wrong microphone, and sounds like he's calling in from a cell phone. But they'll fix that issue soon. Well, that transitions nicely into Kesha's new album, wouldn't you yes, say? Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of lawsuits and speaking of sexism, lawsuits. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a really that's a really big bummer in order to transition. <laughs> but you know what? Okay. I mean, there's so, injustice in the world, man. Like there is. You know, you all you, all you can do is be an ally. That's right. Then be vocal. You know. Yeah, I feel like since yeah, we're talking about Kesha's Rainbow, the album. I mean, it's so magical. I love this album so much. Yeah, it's killer. It's, it's definitely me, her grand opus. Oh my god, yeah. And and it, it feels like it's two small EPs or, or like two sides of a, a vinyl or whatever. Like mm-hmm. like the okay. first half, first six tracks is devoted to the the trauma that she's been through, the recovery process, and the reflection on all of that mess and how she got through it. And then the second half is her at that stage where she's, she's back up on top and she's doing what she wants to do. And she doesn't have to worry about all that other bullshit. She doesn't have to devote the whole album to her being in, in a recovery mode. She can take care of that. Okay. That's done. And now we can party again. We can do fun things. We can, we can, you know, have relationships. We can dance. And uh, I just love how it's just bifurcated down the middle and so emotional on both sides, but but separated. So it's not what happened to her and the process she had to go through didn't take over her entire life and all of her music. Totally. Yeah, man. I I think the album, I think the album just overall takes you on a really, really great journey. Mm -hmm. I think that. The, when you listen to the album top to bottom, the impression that you're left with is one of Kesha's not perfect and she knows that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she was hurt, but it's not about how many times you get knocked down. It's about how many times you get back up sort of a thing. Yeah. You know, and it, especially with, you know, what's been happening with her and her life. Like, yeah, man, like, don't let the bastards get you down, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, I, it's, fuck, it's fantastic. You know, and she's yeah, and you can have fun, and uh, she she touches on a, a a couple really really great themes of like of forgiveness. Oh my god, yeah, and amazing she, in in one of the most unique ways. Like you don't hear you don't hear music no. like that. No, you know, but forgiveness is is a big message in this album. Yep, you know, metamorphosis or or rebirth. Yep, is is a big part of it. Self reliance. Yeah, and then self empowerment and self reliance, and, mm-hmm. and just by being so transparent, it's so funny because she talks about self love and she talks about self reliance, but it makes her it to me it makes me feel so connected to anyone that's listening to that album and Kesha yes. herself. You know, even yes. though you're talking about yourself, like you feel connected with so many people that you know that message is trying to reach. You know, right? It's really cool. It's absolutely cool. I can't. The one I think the the. The, the most killer part of this whole thing is Kesha's not out of her record deal yet. And this is still being released on Kimosabi Records, which yeah. Sony still owns. And, yep. you, know, you know, Dr. Luke's still making money off this album, even if he's not yep. CEO anymore. Kesha's record deal with Kimosabi Records was conducted through Dr. Luke's company, Kaz Money Incorporated. 
She is also signed to Dr. Luke's publishing company, Prescription Songs. So Dr. Luke still technically, unfortunately, owns Kesha's work. Right. He still had a producer role and he still had to approve these tracks and stuff like that. And like, it just sucks. Dr. Luke is not credited anywhere in the production credits for this album. Yeah, that's really interesting because, you know, like, I don't know whether I should buy the album or not, you know? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah, I did just because I I had to. I'm going to wait for that Japanese import. (laughs) Nice. But like. You know, praying is not subtle in who it's talking about. I have a yeah, I have a theory. Okay, do, do you want to go uh, track well, by not, track then? I or? do want to go track by track, and I'll and I'll mention it later. But like, I I I will say to start, we don't actually we don't actually know one hundred percent who exactly Kesha is talking about. She never calls out Doctor Lou by name. Nope. And even though it would make a fuck ton of sense, right. often as you know, as a songwriter, like. There's not ever one person you're talking to. You're talking to true. the amalgamation of everyone that yeah. you want that message to go to. You know, it's yeah, never absolutely. one person. So I'm sure there are other people in Kesha's life that have hurt her or right. you know, that she also wants to send that to. So I'm not exactly sure it's 100% Dr. Luke. It's pretty easy to assume so. And the song still works if it is. And it works if it but isn't. if it isn't, I'm curious. Yeah. You know, because there are other songs about dudes that I don't think are Dr. Luke. No, definitely. Finding You is definitely not about Dr. Yeah, fucking Boots. Like, Boots isn't about Dr. Luke, is nope. it? No way. No way. Yeah. So, I don't know. But yeah, let's go track by track on it. All right. Bastards. I got too many people. Got left to prove wrong. All those motherfuckers. Been too mean for too long And I'm so sick of crying In contention for my favorite song on the album interesting, okay Yeah, yeah, man Contention for the favorite song is super hard for me on this album I I think it's a five-way tie, but... (laughs) <laughs> yeah well we'll definitely get into that well let's let's talk about that right at the top okay i love the country vibe <laughs> yeah i don't hear anything else like it in pop music you know like mm-hmm. kesha you don't you know kesha is blending hip-hop and r&b mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. country and mm-hmm. rock and roll you mm-hmm. know especially with the eagles of death metal on this album <laughs> and stuff you know mm-hmm. like she just i just love it she doesn't give a shit she just has yep. it, it feels like there's something in her brain and she's gonna get it out. Yeah. And I have no idea what producers worked with her to help her achieve that, or if I know, that's I know one of them, not her bag at all. But it's yeah, what one it feels of the, like. One of the producers was Ben Folds on only one song, from what I remember. It was just okay. I believe it's only on the song Rainbow. Rainbow. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, we'll find out for sure. Yeah, David right? will definitely let us know. <laughs> now, file not found. <laughs> Pause that tape. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully I find the right other point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are my notes? So I actually took notes on all these tracks. Yeah, me too. My notes say, great summary of the overall message of the album. Ah, you know what? I, my notes were a great soft open setting the stage and theme for the whole album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, dig the, I dig the country vibe to this song in so, that it's, in so much that it's not that 
strong. Yeah, I don't feel like it's that much country. It's more like no. solo acoustic artistry. It's more Ani DeFranco than it is Brooks and Dunn. You know. Uh yeah yeah definitely and and it yeah it, it's it's a, a a great opening. It's a great like an open door inviting you in to this experience. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I And I love that she's still really playful with it. it mm-hmm. You can, you feel it throughout the entire album. Mm-hmm. You know, she's mm-hmm. not, a, she's not afraid to just speak plainly and, you know, mm-hmm. drop, drop a few F-bombs and shit like that. Yep. But even in the opening when she's like, she doesn't even finish half of her lyrics. She's like, I got so many demons. Yeah. She's just like, man, you know, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And I, I love it. That kind of stuff is throughout the entire album, and mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Every time that she just sort of steps outside of being, a, you know, the the lead singer or the songwriter, and just like mm-hmm. we're, it's still Adds music. We're still having fun. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, so much personality on this album. This is dripping with it. I love yep. it. Yep. The last note I have about Bastards is I liken the entire song to a feeling of like ascension or rebirth Mm -hmm. because it starts off real small and quiet Mm -hmm. and then you know it's got it's got this really big angelic sort of choir chorus by the end and stuff and Mm -hmm. i just like i just see especially it's almost circular in a way because like the last track on the album she talks about her body being dead and in the ground and and then you know being taken off into space and like i get that vibe that message more in this song of like you just start off with catches fucking cold dead body on the ground and then you just see it just float up you know and like yeah. change color and shit yeah that's an interesting image that would give you i didn't some food for thought <laughs> yeah mind blown <laughs> yeah I, I i didn't uh pick apart the lyrics in spaceship so i didn't i didn't notice that imagery but yeah that that makes a lot of sense how circular it is yeah that's awesome yeah did you have any other notes on Bastard? No. Okay. That was uh, it was just that it sets the stage. It has its themes. Yeah, of, of like you said, rebirth and and recovery and not letting other people take you down. Yeah. Okay. Next so track. Ex- expanding on that. Let them yes. talk. Let them talk. Featuring Eagles of Death Metal. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who those guys are, but they do some fun stuff. They, uh, she's been touring with them. Yeah. But yeah, they, they, they are a great addition to, on both the tracks that they are on. Mm-hmm. A great vibe. You know, not as hard as they, I think, make you make it seem like they're probably going to be. Right. But definitely a great vibe. It fits completely on the album. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, just let them talk. Just expands the theme from, from Bastards about, like not worrying about what other people are saying mm-hmm. and just focus on on yourself and growth and being a better person for yourself yeah totally man when those drums come in mm-hmm. you want to fucking dance mm-hmm. you just want to you just want to get going and you know kesha kesha was mostly like all of her song all of her songs were like bangers you know they were like for the club yes. scene yes and I feel like she's definitely expanded. Like she's like, I want to do this kind of song. I want to do this kind of song. I want to do this kind of song. And this one feels more like I. It it it, it seems very club bangery, but it yeah comes off, especially with all the guitars and stuff. It comes off more of a, as a straightforward rock song. So it makes me think it's yeah. like an anthem song instead. You know, right? It's very sing along. Yes. To me, I feel like this is one of the two anthems. Yeah. But the other one is is an anthem kind of in a different way, which is him. I think him is is an anthem for a certain set of people. All right. Well, the last thing I have to say about track two is mm-hmm. 
one of my favorite lyrics is like in the bridge you know she's been pretty serious all this time mm-hmm. and you know don't let anybody define you and then there's lyrics like all the haters everywhere can suck my dick you know like just like <laughs> yeah. just Bring just to break down. it up just so that it, we just remember <laughs> that it's Kesha and we're not to take anything too seriously and I, I just love it the first time I heard it I was like what <laughs> yes actually the first uh, the very first time I heard it I was like oh wow she's mad because I still had like <laughs> you know I still had 12 uh-huh. tracks to go and I'm like oh no she's angry but it, it uh, now when I listen to it it doesn't come off like that at all yeah yeah as a as a whole in the album it's it, it fits in so well and it's just an extra personality yeah yeah totally all right so woman definitely in contention for my favorite song on the album yes this is definitely the, the first in contention for mine as well holy shit dude it's so fucking yeah fun oh those horns those horns that barry sax line is just like shit dude oh mm-hmm. man i love it i love it i love it Mm-hmm. yeah and again like in true Kesha fashion, she doesn't even finish the second verse. She just laughs. Yeah, she just laughs. Yep. It's like, that's the take we're using, I guess. You know, and, <laughs> yep. and they use all those clips of like them dicking around before and after mm-hmm. the song and stuff. It's, just to man, show that it's so we're just going to have a good time with this. Let's totally. not take it too seriously. Yeah, and it helps It helps you really believe that the bastards aren't getting her down. You know, because right. like, fuck man, I can't, imagine, I can't imagine ever what it would be like to you know to be in an abusive relationship or anything like that right let alone one that you don't even consent to so right like that would consume me right you know and uh, i don't know how people like that ever have fun ever again it sounds like kesha has has really grown up from it you know mm-hmm. and like she's just she's doing her thing she's not i think that she thinks ultimate defeat would be to letting like that bury her and she's yeah not. exactly and it's that's uh, an amazing yeah. message you know it is yeah <laughs> The one other note I have on this is I'm sad she hits that riff at the end of the bridge because I can't sing that high and I want to cover this song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, that high note, man. I love I love the note. I, I hate how in, in pop music sometimes they bury it. Like sometimes they just make it so prominent, like that's all you hear, and sometimes they just bury it. Like it's it. she hits it so well and they're just like, it's so cloudy. Yeah, what but. do you think of the overall master of this of this album i feel like yeah. kesha's voice has swallowed a lot most of the time actually mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i've wondered about that because the parts that you do hear of her sound amazing mm-hmm. like she has been singing this whole time mm-hmm. but yeah it's definitely different parts of the album where it's just she's really buried it's re- it's it's strange really sure i wonder if it's like i wonder who mastered it if they were mm-hmm. more inclined to like do hip-hop stuff mm-hmm. or country or rock or mm-hmm. you know uh, club mixes or stuff like that. Chris Geringer is credited with mastering on this album. He got his start in hip hop, mastering artists like Naughty by Nature and the Wu Tang Clan. Most recently, he has worked with artists such as Halsey, The Chainsmokers, and Harry Styles. I don't know, but something's definitely different about this. Maybe even down to the mix, honestly. Like maybe even down just the way it was recorded. But definitely how it was mastered. It's like right. the the levels seem. Like the track is almost more important than Kesha's voice, right? Which is yeah, odd. Yeah, it is. It is. It really makes me listen to her, though. Like I really right. have to to stop what I'm doing and you know lean my ear in. Right. Yeah, it does definitely. Yeah, it pulls. And I'm you wondering in. if that's an artistic choice on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody's mm-hmm. thinking about that that way, mm-hmm. which would be cool. It feels like it feels like every part of this album ha- has been thought out. Yeah. So it does kind of feel like that's on purpose. 
Yeah. Yeah. For me, like woman obviously expands on the theme of recovery and, and, and self-reliance. The, the structure of it, the way, like the lyrical structure is amazing because it, it, in one hand, it, it it feels so simple and and clean and crisp, but also meticulous and thought out. And then, like you said, she just kind of plays with it. (laughs) At least she doesn't even sing it. (laughs) I love, I love it. I love, she just laughs it off like, yep. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, and the horns and the high note were were standouts to me as well. Just making that that and uh, and just like the energy of this song is yeah, dude, makes you feel so empowered. Like you were saying last time, like yeah, it's just it's invigorating. Every time I listen to it, I just dance and I feel like such a beautiful woman. <laughs> That's awesome. Although one thing that the one thing that. Uh, that does always catch me is like, she says, you know, she's, she's talking about how she pays for everything. Yeah. And this is like the stupidest, the most minor thing, but it just sticks in my head is that like, she got this big donation from Taylor Swift. Oh <laughs> yeah. Topic. Um, I thought, hold on. I thought T-Sway, I thought T-Sway donated to uh, like a, a woman's organization or something. Did she donate to oh. Kesha directly? I thought she did for her legal fees. I um, thought she donated to a charity. David? Two days after Kesha's court injunction was denied, a spokesperson for Taylor Swift said, in a show of support, Taylor Swift has donated $250,000 to Kesha to help with any of her financial needs during this trying time. All right. <laughs> That's going to be weird if we're just meta-culling it out all let's, the time. Let's go to the tape. <laughs> <laughs> survey says all right one of my yeah one of my favorite parts in, in 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 woman is she says in the bridge you know don't buy me a drink don't call me honey don't touch my wave up i make my money and then the the response is because i run my shit baby i run my shit but the very last time through mm-hmm. she says because i write my oh, shit oh nice i didn't hear that yeah it's really cool and i'm like you only said that once <laughs> that should have been you should have been saying that the whole time especially if you're talking about making money like you mm-hmm. write your shit because I guess mm-hmm. part of the contention with Dr. Luke, or one of the many terrible things that he's been doing, is Kesha's Kesha's first thing that made her that put her on the map. Songwriting was yeah, and he wrote. Or excuse me, she wrote a song for a hip hop artist. Oh man, and I don't know who it is, but <laughs> yeah, I guess like she wrote it and Dr. Luke produced it, and she got mm. zero credit, and it oh, was like, lame. and it was like on the charts man like it it placed people people knew about it and i guess kesha also did vocals on the track and stuff like that oh wow and she got paid almost nothing to do it oh, like that sucks. and doesn't get any residuals or anything like that doesn't get any credit for for creating the song that sucks so i it, to me it's much more powerful when she says stuff like because i write my shit you know mm-hmm. is that one uh roots with or um right round with flow rider yes it is Oh, nice! <laughs> I got it. Yeah, that was all right. <laughs> it wasn't one of my favorites. I mean, I'm not a big Florida guy, so yeah, I don't even like Florida to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it's? Yeah, dude. Is that is that what it's? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, Florida is from Florida. The, it's a clever. hometown pride thing. <laughs> is it clever? <laughs> no. Okay. That's, that's why it was meant to be uh, in kind of a sarcastic <laughs> tone. Yeah, can't say enough 
great things about woman. One of the stands yep. out, one of the standouts of the album. And mm-hmm. as soon as I heard it, I knew I was going to love it. Mm-hmm. One thing in general about this album is the flow from song to song. Like the song order on this album is perfect. Oh yeah. Uh, and so yeah, woman flows great into him. Ooh, one last note about woman. Sorry, before we before we flow effortlessly into him uh-huh. is I think woman is the f- sort of first track to do it on the album, but there is this sort of undertow of if you fuck with me, I will kill you. Yes, that's another theme. Yes. Yeah, and I love it. Yes. Like yeah, don't fuck with Kesha. Don't fuck with anybody. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Okay, so like I was saying before that the uh, the album is broken into two parts. Mm-hmm. First first six tracks and second six tracks uh with seven tracks so woman brings that theme in at track number three hunt you down is the next song that really has that yeah i mean it's all about that yeah and that's track number three of the second half oh check it out i'm sure we're drawing all sorts of conclusions that aren't true at all but (laughs) because we're saying them like Mm -hmm. with such definitive (laughs) now it's true perspective like yeah it'll be like oh yeah we meant to do so yeah woman flows into him really well i feel really well and him it's it's this kind of like soft spoken anthem for me like so i am almost i i i have such an aversion to religion it's, that's even stronger than my aversion to country music <laughs> how did this album how do you like this album i know right one of the things that's so beautiful about this is it takes the country elements it takes the religious elements and and uses them in a way that is so approachable to me yeah. Him, him, because it praying. takes all the preachiness out of it, and it, it, yes. it, it, it's spirituality more than it is religion, right? Right, right. Yeah, and and it, yeah, it 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 removes that. I mean, she specifically says, you know, this is a hymn for the hymnless. It it's it's for the the kids that grow up without religion, mm-hmm. and and it just like backseat of the Hyundai. <laughs> yeah, it's for them. Um, <laughs> I've never been in a Hyundai, but it, it feels like it's 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 something for me it feels like i am i'm included in this as a you know uh straight cis white male (laughs) yeah well she's you know it's the age-old adage of the island of misfit toys like everyone feels like an outcast you know right and it's it's perfect Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. my note is she listened to a lord song and she's like i want to do that one (laughs) yep i want to do one of those because this Mm -hmm. this i mean down to the you know the you know like mm-hmm. just just down to the bass and the and the snaps like it just it feels like a lord song yeah well actually speaking of it sounding like different artists to me it actually sounds like have you have you listened to cat dahlia never oh in my heart on my sleeve don't act like that's a disease need y'all to bear with me I just say what I see We all just chasing a dream Never, okay She has uh, a really awesome song called Mirror And if you would listen to that You'd hear <laughs> You would have listened <laughs> to that like I told the, you to uh, <laughs> Exactly You would hear, like, it, it, it definitely sounded like She binged a, that song before writing him oh, okay and not not so much in the the lyrics or the message, a little bit, uh, but mostly the the melodic flow and and um, 
style of singing. Okay. But it, just, it sounds fantastic. I love it. Awesome. I love it. But yeah, I love the the bridge between reality and religion with the lyrics and 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 just making it so approachable instead of being like feeling elitist and entitled, uh, which is how religious things usually make me feel. Yeah, yeah, it really helps that Kesha is approaching religion from the bottom instead of from the top. Yeah, you know, she she, she it, it, it's what religion's for is when you're in a time of need that something larger than yourself helps you pick your mm-hmm. pick yourself up. You know, mm-hmm. em- empowers you to do so. Mm-hmm. It's hard when religion comes from the other side and is like, "Oh, all of this is great, and you should fucking join up." You know. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah, I think it's super effective. And keeping with the religious theme, the next song is praying. Yep. And this is we obviously think this is about Doctor Luke. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Every this... single news outlet that has because this was the first song that was released for the album, and every right. single one was like, "This is about this." <laughs> <laughs> Does everyone know Kesha's in a court case? It's amazing to me that within the first verse, she literally says thank you for this this trial, this adversity, this this challenge to overcome. Mm -hmm. I can thank you for how strong I have become. Cause you brought the flames and you put me through hell I had to learn how to fight for myself And we both know all It's amazing how far she's come to be able to be at that place Where she's so not only able to forgive but to be thankful for it Yeah, she's really trying hard to be the, the bigger person And yeah. this, this song more than any other song I think displays an incredibly unique message And one that is not found in the in the music entertainment industry mm-hmm. let alone just like life in general a lot of mm-hmm. the time but it is such a unique message because so many people would seek vengeance after yeah. this right they would they would they would want to perpetuate harm and and hate and hurt yeah maybe but, a, a diss track yeah maybe with like a diss track or something but kesha tries so hard to take the high road to practice what she preaches i think you know she mm-hmm. she's she's so starved for for love Mm -hmm. but she's still able to give you know to give it out like it's a true message of love and not one of vengeance or hatred and like i just think it's unprecedented and no one else i've ever listened to has ever had a song like that agreed and it's beautiful it's straight up beautiful Mm -hmm. absolutely and fucking good for her like way to change the narrative way to you know have you ever seen the movie uh the order with uh heath ledger or final cut with Robin Williams? No. There are these two movies with the idea of a sin eater. Okay. And it's someone who basically absolves you of your sins by swallowing them themselves. Mm. And I think I've heard of that before. I though. definitely get that vibe from this song specifically. Like, she's she's chewed on all of her sin and dealt with it. And now all she can do is hope that she doesn't create more you know right and i think it's incredibly noble and i and i think it's super mature and unlike kesha and you know everything that every everything that everyone thought about her right yes and man it's a way to way to fucking way to fucking hit him with the truth mm-hmm. and come from the heart mm-hmm. and completely change how people think about you mm-hmm. it's incredible it is yeah and i feel like praying perfectly leads into the next track which yep learn to let go like, I feel like this song is explaining how she got to the point to be able to make praying. 
where mm-hmm. she's explaining her traje- trajectory and motivations to grow past that dark period and and find the tools that she used to be able to do that. I feel like the lyrics in this are perfect. And I, I hear it as a person who like wants it's like like the the narrator is a person who wants to believe that positivity the that 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 positivity can overcome anything. something you like you just always say like oh yeah i'm I, I look beautiful and and i i can do anything and then reflects back on always saying that to yourself and then finally being able to put that into action and being able to to help yourself through positive affirmations and gro- self growth and i mean it, she literally says i think it's time to practice what i preach which is just that at that, that point when she goes into the chorus with that line it's just like chills every time I hear it. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, I totally agree. It, 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 it's definitely a song about being aware that you mm-hmm. want to be a hypocrite and trying not to be. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's got a very like sort of hip hop R&B sort of melody. Yeah. Especially in the chorus. And I think it's a really good contrast to like, you know, the real instruments playing on the track and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, it, dude, but it, it's like, it's so hip hop right down to the, hey, like the yep. hey, the hey people. You know what I'm talking about? Have you ever seen that YouTube video of this so. guy? This guy's in his car and he records he records like eight different songs that all have they're all hip hop songs and they all have um, the the hey guys on them. And uh-huh. like, it's always just like on two and four, you just hear like Hey Hey and it's like in the background of every single song. Yeah. And Kesha even has that on Learn to Let Go, you know. So like she's obviously channeling R and B. The YouTube video is entitled Excited dudes love yelling on hip hop songs. There's a lot of a lot of drums, like a lot of toms. You know, a lot of rack, yeah. a lot of rack and toms. Like not a lot of cymbals. It, it, it just reminds me of "Give me a second, I need to get my story straight." My friends are in the bathroom getting higher than the apartment. What the fuck is that? We are young from Fun's uh, Sunrise mm-hmm. album. Mm-hmm. That that's what it, that it totally reminds me of. That. It's everywhere. It's everywhere in this song. <laughs> I feel like a lot of hip hop was actually really influenced by that Some Nights album. Like all these, all these big guys went in the studio after they heard "We Are Young." They were like, "Hey man, how do we do something like that?" And like a bunch of you know studio producers were like, "You want? You just want like drums? <laughs> you just want like drums?" It's like, yeah, but it's like you know tribal and and deep. I'm like, no man, those are just those are just, those just parts of the drum set. Like. <laughs> It's not anything special, I promise. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so to me, I feel like "Learn to Let Go" is like the wrap up of of side one. Thank you for listening. My schedule is funky right now, so we'll be in and out with episodes sporadically. You can hear more of Aaron and his band Downtown at downtownasaband.com. You can hear more of me on podcast playlist at podcastplayl.ist, and I'm at the Pod Playlist on Twitter. David Callison is our voice of reason and sanity. His podcast is The Sound and the Story, and you can find him on Twitter at David Callison. The show's Twitter is at NAFTPod. The show is hosted on the glorious Podient.co podcasting platform. 
We're taking part in a campaign called Hashtag Two Pods a Day. It aims to introduce podcast listeners to two independent podcasts every day for the month of October. We hope to give visibility to some great indie podcasts that you probably haven't heard of. Hashtag Two Pods a Day encourages you to listen more. Listen indie. Find more shows like mine by following Hashtag Two Pods a Day on Twitter and Facebook. We will talk to you next time about the second half of Kesha's Rainbow.